This is actually the final interview episode of 2019. There's still one more special episode coming next week, but this is the final interview of the year and I am so excited for it. Now, before we get into it, I did want to mention something about our sponsor of this episode, CBD for Life. I mentioned them on the last episode as well. They are our sponsor for the next several episodes, so I'm excited because you're going to learn more and more about them. It's an incredible company. Um, I Lately, my anxiety has kind of been out of whack. Um, I actually am going to be talking to my therapist later, but my anxiety has been a little more extreme than normal. So I was really thrilled to receive these CBD products. Um, and I have, I have not tried all of them yet, but I've tried a good amount of them and I love them. One of the things, um, that I think is really great to use is the CBD, um, the CBD for life, pure CBD foot cream. That one's awesome. There's a, they have eye serum. They have so many different products, bath bombs. And I just, I really love their brand. They're, they're free of all their products are free of GMOs, parabens, artificial coloring. The company is female founded and operated, which I always think is so great. And it's just a really, really awesome brand. And I'm really excited to be partnering with them for the next several episodes. Um, if you do want to check out their products or you've been looking to try some CBD things, go to cbdforlife.us. And if you use my code hashtag no filter at checkout, you'll get 20% off your order. So uh, definitely check that out. Now let's get into today's episode. I am really excited. Like I said, this was a great one to end the year on in terms of my interviews. And I'm just, so thrilled to have Cody Rigsby here today. Now, if you don't know who Cody Rigsby is, you're about to fall in love. Cody Rigsby is a master Peloton instructor. I recently started, if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen this. I recently started doing the Peloton probably a few, few months back and it's changed my life. I love it so, so much. And he's one of the instructors. He's a master instructor and he's incredible. He is the funniest, most motivating, inspiring, just the the, he, the best personality. He is truly incredible. And any of my friends who have already, who were doing Peloton before I started it, they all say the same thing. Like they're like, Oh, what instructor have you been liking? And it's like Cody Rigsby. Like it's always about Cody Rigsby. He's really incredible. And I really loved our conversation. We talked about, of course, his experience with Peloton and how he got to where he is today among so many other things, advice and how to stay motivated and get motivated. And it was just a really, really great conversation. And I just love him even more than I already did. And I already loved him so much. So I think you're really going to love this episode. And without further ado, here is episode 62 of hashtag no filter with Cody Rigsby. Hi, Cody. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you. So before we get into all the fun questions and the conversation, can you just give a little background about who you are in case people don't know you and they've been living under a rock, a little synopsis of who you are and your story? Uh, my name is Cody Rigsby. I am most known as a Peloton instructor. I live here in New York City. Well, actually, Brooklyn, to be exact. Nice. Um, I am a uh, mindful athlete. I'm a traveler. I'm a sassy, opinionated homosexual. Yes. Love it. So did you always know you wanted to like, have you been into fitness your whole life or when did you realize like this is what you wanted to do? So, no, I haven't been in fitness my whole life. Um, I actually kind of got into fitness because I used to be a dancer. So I used to be a professional dancer. And when I was auditioning and trying to get my uh, my career going there, a choreographer that I was auditioning for and kind of mentoring underneath was like, hey, I want to book you for this job, but you need to get your kind of body together. You need to look a little bit more 
fit. So start going to the gym. And that's kind of where I started. It was kind of, it's kind of almost the opposite of why I work out now. You know, it was back then it was all about trying to look a certain way and to do so to, I guess, find validity from others, especially in a professional sense. Whereas now, obviously, like I want to look good, but it's more so about feeling my best and feeling strong and empowering myself. So that's kind of how I got into fitness as a, as a catapult to get into the dance career. But it's been something that I've been very passionate about and loved um, for my own personal mental health, health, sanity, happiness stuff like that. It's really more than just looking good. I mean, I, I was actually, I think I did like an Insta story about it the other day, something came up and I was saying, it's not like it, that's almost like a, like a, um, a secondary, like it's a cool bonus that you end up maybe losing weight or toning up, but it's really all it's mental for me mostly. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think just as a society, we are shifting we're shifting, but we're also like opening ourselves up and really understanding what it is to be active, to be healthy, to be fit, and why that's so important mm-hmm. to us as individuals. I think when you look back in the fitness trends or videos of yesteryear, it's always about a six pack abs and it's yeah. about losing weight and it's about, you know, inches off of your stomach. And there's like these beautiful, like beautiful people with kind of like almost impossible, like body images that are almost impossible to obtain right. for anyone without good genetics, you know? Right. Uh, so I think what we're, you know, there's social media, there's the internet where we're, we can really get more information and learn what it is to be uh, active and to have fitness be part of our own lived experience. Yeah. And so I think that's what, what we're all discovering is like, oh, yeah, this isn't just like something to lose weight. This right. is something to be strong physically and that physical strength makes you feel empowered mm-hmm. to conquer the world to feel like you're that bitch to feel right you can slay everything from a target run to a pta meeting yeah. to a board meeting to just like whatever it is you have to tackle that day right no and, it's, and i actually just not just but I, whenever i emailed you so maybe I don't know, a couple months ago, I started Peloton. My, my brother had done it. My dad, everyone, I finally started it and it has changed my life. Like I, and I, I mean, I post on Insta stories a shit ton. I I was going through kind of like a lull, not a lull, but just like a meh feeling with working out, you know, over the summer, whatever. Peloton, there's something about it. And I've done other cycling. I've done other spinning. I've done all this other shit. There's something about Peloton. And when I've talked to my friends about, you know, those who do it as well, about who their favorite instructor is, your name keeps coming up. You're like a celebrity. Like you really have, you're like a celebrity. (laughs) Do you feel that way? (laughs) Um, You know, I... People like, you know, now friends will make fun of me or people will say things like, oh, my God, you're famous. And I'm like, am I? Like, <laughs> you are. Yes. Like, I just don't see myself like that. Like, I never see myself as like a celebrity or something. It's but crazy, I think though. it's really it, it's I definitely, you know, 
have a, a presence online as far as social media is concerned. I obviously have this platform where I'm in the homes of millions of people mm -hmm. all across the world and I'm helping them achieve their goals and being their best self. Um, but I, I guess I, I just don't see myself. Right. That. <laughs> it's, it's just so funny. Like when I put up that I was interviewing you, I mean, the amount of DMS I got being like, shut the fuck up. You're interviewing <laughs> Cody Rigsby. And I'm like, yeah, I reached out to him. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I, I think what it hits me is like, I always say this is like when I'm at, at airports, it's like people will be like, Oh my God, are you cutting for your I'm like, Yes, I am. Like, hi. Um, but you know what's so cool about that is that it, I don't know how to word this. Like, I think with a normal, like, I'm going to use this term lightly, like famous person, yep. you were to see a singer or an actor or someone, you know, from TV, there's kind of like this hierarchy involved where it's like, oh my God, that's so unattainable. Or like they're on this pedestal. Whereas like what I love about my job is that Peloton to me feels like a community. So when I meet someone who's in on the secret of Peloton or someone who's in on like understanding what it is it almost I know it sounds cheesy and and I really do mean this authentically like it is kind of like a little community of family and it's it like, is oh, like you know Peloton I know Peloton like what's up like right. it's, I'm always I'm always so um excited to meet members and then I'm also just always like super um humbled by people's stories and inspired by you know, what they, what people tell me when they meet me. Right. I mean, it's really, it's amazing. And there it's funny. It's also, it really goes for all ages. So I don't own a Peloton, but there's a room of them where I work out and there's always, we always just happen to go at the same time. This older woman, I'm 33. She's probably 70 or like six at least in Florida. And we're both in Florida and should we sit next to each other? And it's like, we're like, we're not friends, but we kind of are. Like we have this like Peloton thing going and we talked about you. She's like, oh, he is just hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> so it is crazy. Like all ages. I mean, it's really cool. Do you know a her name? Oh gosh. Let me remember. I'm so bad with names. Oh, okay. Next time I'm there, I'm going to tell her and I'm going to tell her yeah. I spoke to you. <laughs> Yes. And my friend Rachel, it's so funny, she she lives in Houston, but she was visiting New York and she did your class in person and she's like a huge fan of yours and said, it's so cool like being there in person doing it as well. And so I'm like, I need to do that. Yeah, it's it's so cool because it's like something that you do at home and then to put it into like real life, it it I think that's like the magic of Peloton is like we have our studio, which is kind of this mecca for for writers, for members, and it's it 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 all it again has that familiar feeling at yes. least that's what I try to do when I have people visiting right. you know I I take pictures with everybody after yeah. every ride and I try to connect and just like show everyone's part of this story everyone's part of this this thing that we're building right. obviously I myself and my colleagues are leaders in that movement but it really takes a village. It's right, exactly. And and you said how you you know you take photos of the people after the rides and all that. And you have you have such a vibe and energy. You're just you're so positive. Are you like I mean, talking to you now, I can tell you are like that. Are you like that on and off the bike? Or it like I mean, do you have bad everyone has bad days, right? Like do you have bad days? <laughs> yeah, I mean like listen, I try to show up every day, no matter what I'm doing, authentically. Mm -hmm. And I am I'm someone who's very adamant about being compassionate and putting joy and um I know it sounds cheesy once again like love into yeah. 
into the world and like love can be as simple as holding the door for a stranger it could be smiling at someone it can be giving them directions but you know i i would hope that i come off authentic and yeah. that who i am who i am on the bike and and in the studio when you meet me there is very close to who i am as a person yeah. um obviously with a camera in my face and a lot and lights and uh, music and there's a performative aspect of it yes. so it's kind of like you know you turn up the notch mm -hmm. a little bit. you turn the, up the notch a lot to get of that course. out there but everything to me i always try to operate from a place of authenticity yes um and you know yes i have tons of bad days and dad, bad moments we all do there's right. always ups and downs in our day in our week and you know whenever i'm having a shitty day or have some drama going on in my life honestly and this is something i preach is that like when i get on the bike like that's an escape like yeah it is it's it's like it really when i because there are days and i'm yeah obviously you could talk to this there are days that you know i'm not necessarily motivated to work out and especially since i've started the peloton like i've really thought about this like there are days i'm not necessarily motivated like i'd love to just lay around in bed but it's not even what if, it's, yeah wouldn't we all right course. wouldn't we all like hello but it's not but i realize it's not so much the motivation it's being disciplined and then as soon as i'm on that bike i mean like everything changes yeah, it's it's crazy. So when you have those days, I mean, you still get up, you teach, you do your thing and you and it kind of like you leave it off the bike. Like it just it's like an energy that an energy shift. Well, and it's also like a fair it's 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 therapeutic for me. I um, I have to also process the things that I'm going through and sometimes what I'm going through and the solutions I'm finding or the things that I'm hearing in my voice are things that I need to say out loud for myself. And of course, because that's true to my lived experience, that resonates with so many people because we're all so, we're all so different, but we all, the more we step in and lean in closer, we're all so similar. Right. We're all going, we all have great days. We all have bad days. We're all going through shit. We're all just trying to survive or thrive or be Do happy. Our best. Yeah. So much part of the, the human experience. Like, and I think that's why, people connect to a Peloton, but the things that I'm, that I, my voice that I'm bringing to the experience. Exactly. And when you like, if, if let's say someone's having kind of like struggling right now in terms of working out, like they just can't, as you say, like get their life together. Like they just can't, what, what would you, I mean, I don't know if it's advice, but what would you say to them? Like, just give it a go, like just force yourself or like if someone's just kind of having trouble getting motivated. Well, A, my advice is always start small. Like mm -hmm. don't, you know, don't bite off more than you can chew, especially if it's something that's something that's scary to you or unfamiliar. I think that a lot of people's roadblock from getting into fitness or working out is like they don't know how to do it. They're scared of being judged. They're, um, you know, there's a lot of fear there. So the more that you can break down that fear by maybe just like doing some research right. or talking to friends or getting online and finding, you know, a Facebook group or right. a, a, an Instagram account that really inspires you. I know that that's so like modern day, but I think that there's there's things that you can find out there to kind of inspire you and educate yourself. Right. So that when you go into the space, you're like, oh, wait, I've seen that before. Or I know... I know Julie does it, so I'm going to like give it a go. Right. And like, that's, that's where I think you can kind of lean into it. We're all going to have our fears and they're going to stop us from doing certain things. Yeah. But 
you can educate yourself in life, I think the less scary everything becomes. Exactly. And it's just, it's doing your best. Like there are even rides that I do with you, you know, when I'm here and I'm doing them, I, and of course you go at your own speed. I push myself to try to do exactly what you're saying. But if I just can't that day, like I go a little slower and I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Absolutely. And that's what we have to, we have to understand that we can, we can, we can show up every day and be our best, but our best is going to be different every time we show up. Like yeah. you're not going to, maybe you ate a bunch of junk the, the the night before. Maybe you didn't get enough sleep. Maybe you're going through a breakup. Maybe you have something going on at work. Maybe your kids hit, like, you, you know, there's so many things, So much. but there's so much power in showing up and being easy on yourself, loving yourself a little bit to be like, you know what? This is my best today. I'm okay with that. And tomorrow it might, you know, you might get higher numbers, you might get lower numbers, but I'm showing up and staying accountable to myself. Right. I love that. And you, you just mentioned like, you know, you might've eaten junk food or whatever the night before. What are you like a super, super healthy eater? Like, do you not, what's your kind of, uh, whole world when it comes to food? You know, I want to get, I want to be like super raw with this is that like food is like something that I also, I don't want to even say struggle with, but it's like, the, the way you nourish your body should be in alignment with your goals. And I think that that's something that's really challenging for me. Sometimes I'm really on top of it mm-hmm. and I'm really great. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in my groove and I'm eating what I'm supposed to as far as what my goal is, because sometimes my goal is like, I want to put on body mass. So that means right. eating a lot of food. Sometimes I'm trying to maybe get a little bit leaner and like right now i'm just trying to like love my body and love and like treat it in this like holistic way right so it's a lot of experimentation and it needs to fit it needs to fit your goals that being said like there's times i eat really healthy but then like i am also someone who like loves food like i I love like quote unquote bad food like you know like i'd live for it right (laughs) I mean, who doesn't? Well, I guess some people don't, but I feel like I, I, and I don't know, I was reading a book or I don't know what I was, I don't really read books actually that often, but I was reading an article something and it was saying like, don't put a label on it's like, oh, the pasta's bad. It, nothing's bad, right? Like oh. there's no, I guess it's like the amount you, I'm, cause right now I'm like, I've seen a bunch of nutritionists. Like I'm just, I'm really good with the working out, but I just like my food stuff is a little, like you said, I don't want to say that, but it's just kind of like a mess. It's a challenge. I think it's, and I think that's a, I think that's a, a shared experience. I think that if you ask most people, I think most people, it's easier to show up and work out and sweat and do that. And it's much harder to control what you're eating and finding the groove that works with you and your goals, because it's really challenging. I think it's, it's just, I don't want to get like super deep here, but it's systemic. Like we've yeah. grown up, we've grown up being misinformed about food. Mm-hmm. We are, we are marketed and we've, we're marketed food on a continuous basis and it's all stuff that's usually not good for us. You right. Know? Right. Well, in other countries though, I feel like it's a little, I mean, not, I feel, I know it's like in, in France, like they, none of them are having trouble. Like there's not an obesity right there. Right. That's here. Not to be all like sciencey, but right. Isn't it different in other places? You yeah. travel a lot. Yeah. I travel a lot. And I think, I think it also goes into play the quality of the food that mm-hmm. you have in other countries. Like I was just in Brazil and I love Brazilian food and it's, 
it's very hearty and very fill filling but like something about it when i when i eat it i'm just like this isn't as heavy right um they would say pesado like it's just like not it's not very it doesn't feel the same way that it feels when we eat here in Amer in america right and you know i, I feel like you have to be like super, I don't want to say super affluent, but you have to have money to eat well here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's true. It really is true. I know what, like, what's an example of a Brazilian food? I don't think I know exactly. Oh, really? Uh, well, they're like, they're no, they're known for panja queijo, which is cheese bread. That's like a, a big oh, thing. in the movie. Yes. I'm sure you've had it before. Yes. Um, there's a feijoada, which is a, like a bean stew. That's a really big Yum. dish there as well. They have this, what I'm obsessed with are these two things, but they're not even like dishes. They're kind of like little sides, but there's something called vinaigrette, which is, uh, it's like salsa without the cilantro. Mm. Um, and I can put it on everything. And then they have uh, this stuff called farofa, which is a uh, yuca flour. And you can kind of like sprinkle it on everything too. Ah. Uh, I, I love, I love Brazil. I've been there. Like, I think this is my sixth time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I've, um, I've been studying Portuguese for like, four years now oh my god that's so cool yeah fun fact that's awesome so obviously yeah. so if you travel and you were just in london too right prior to that or no that yeah, yeah so london london was to well uh london was a two-part trip so we i went for work because uh i'm the master cycling instructor at peloton so right. i'm in charge of um recruiting and developing new talent and that includes uh our U uk like our global expansion mm. and so we launched two new instructors on the uk team in peloton so i was there to kind of like put the punctuation mark on our onboarding process and like celebrate their uh launch oh cool that's awesome yeah that's and then so neat. go ahead okay. no no i was gonna say and then so then you were that was part of the trip and then, so my boyfriend's birthday was the same week and I was like, well, let's, I was like, babe, let's just stay, let's stay a few days and like right. have some, some tea and some dinners and just like yeah. see the city. Cause I've honestly, every time I've been to London, it's always been kind of work. Oh, okay. So it was nice to have like four days to kind of like see the city go shopping, That's so go fun. to nice dinners, chill out. So it was, it was really nice. That's awesome. So it obviously it sounds like you travel a bit. So when you're not traveling and you're in New York, in Brooklyn, what's like a typical day in your life? Like what are your, you must be up at like the ass crack of dawn, right? For I'm not though. I'm not, I, I'm very, like, I'm not an early riser. Same. I, <laughs> I'm not. And there's people who are, and I commend them and mm -hmm. it's not my vibe. Um, so I usually wake up around seven 30 or eight every day. Okay um my my work week is tuesday through saturday so i have sundays and mondays off got it and then um, what time do you, do you start teaching at the same time every day when you're working so my so like my that's the thing is my schedule is kind of like all over the place like every that's what i love about my job like every day is a different like experience and adventure mm -hmm. um like Today I got up at eight. I uh, like made breakfast. I actually got my Peloton bike delivered today. Oh, uh, yeah. I uh, my 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 roommate, who's my best my best friend, has been like, "Girl, when are we getting a bike? I want a bike. I want to live the fantasy." I was like, yeah. "Okay, I'll get it. I'll get it." I was like, "So I that's got it so delivered today." Oh my god, it's that's so fun! <laughs> it, it, it was his Christmas present. Oh, that's so uh, nice. Yeah. I'll use it maybe a little bit, but uh, you know, I'm writing, I'm writing so much, so much. Right. Oh. So how many, how many classes do you typically teach a day? 
I teach a day one or two, but okay. every week anywhere from like six to 10, depending on the, the range of those and, classes. And then when you're not teaching, you're still working, whether it's with new instructors or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have two, I have two roles here and it's, you know, uh, I have my, my instructor role where I'm on camera, I'm developing my own content. Mm -hmm. I'm performing, I'm, you know, a brand ambassador here. That's, that's mm -hmm. one part of it. And then my leadership role as master instructor is kind of like, um, the liaison and the representation of the instructor team, um, through, through the content team. Right. And, but that, that's, that also involves like, uh, onboarding new new talent, but then also helping our amazing producers um, with creating content for all the instructors. Got it. Got it. so you're so you. I mean, so a day in your life is never like you said. There's no two days that are the same. Yeah, you're never the same. I mean, mostly I wake up at seven thirty eight. I have you know I always have breakfast. That's most important. I do all my potions. My like I got my Chinese herbs. I've nice. got fiber i've got uh wellness drops i've got so you know all this sort of, sort right. of thing i try to start my day off with that uh -huh. um and then usually i'm going in to teach or i'm going to my own workout is my first like got it my first thing like i like to work out not early but in the beginning of the day right and then you know i have like different meetings and then i you know i, I haven't been getting home i haven't been getting home until like seven or eight Usually. Oh, wow. So Different. are you like, are you teaching tonight? I don't know what time at two 30. Are you teaching tonight or this evening? I think at six 30. Awesome. Awesome. So, it, so every day is, is, is different. So how do you like, I mean, no, it's very different because I mean, obviously you're not sitting behind a desk nine to five. I don't sit behind a desk nine to five sometimes. I mean, I guess it's a little different because you have to like be somewhere to maybe teach a class or whatever, but how do you kind of structure? I mean, like, how do you, I guess, stay motivated when you, you kind of have you, cause you have a flexible schedule. It sort of sounds like. Yeah, it's a catch-22, I think I'm using that right. Like, it's yeah. just, like, some days I'm really good about structuring and getting all the work done, and then sometimes if I don't uh, if I don't have my own space, it's really hard to work right? Um, and be disciplined. Like, I do struggle with that. And even on days when I'm at – I some days when I'm at home and I work from my own office, mm -hmm. it's great. And then some I'm, like, so distracted. Same. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to, like – I hope – I never want to come off as this person who has it all together. Like, and not like, I'm just like, Oh, I'm so structured. And I get everything done. Like there's some days where I'm like slaying it. And then there's days I'm like, Oh my God, get off of Facebook. Get off of Instagram. Stop scrolling. Stop scrolling. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, no, the same. Cause some days I'm like, I, I I'm on my shit. Like I am just like a machine. And then other days, like I could take a nap for two hours. If I like, I, I'm just done. Yeah. Yeah. So you just, you kind of have to just roll with it. I have some friends, you know, that work, whether they're like, you know, advertising or law or whatever, and they're behind a desk and it's, and they can't fathom working from home or working from somewhere else. So it's just, it's kind of just what, you know, it's challenging. Yeah. but I actually, I actually, <clears throat> I remember uh, my colleague, Ali Love was, I love Ali Love. She's great. I, um, I, she put a post on Instagram a while ago and it was, she was talking about like getting comfortable working and thriving in these non um uh, in these spaces that are non-traditional like you have to start getting comfortable taking a call in the back of a uber you have to get right. comfortable doing a doing a facetime or a skype interview in a little box which i'm doing right now like right. you have right. to just start to learn how to adapt yeah um 
especially in the way that business and work is moving. It's yeah. like we always have to kind of, I hate saying this, like we have to kind of always, we don't always have to be available, but we have to, we have to learn how to adapt if we're going to want to juggle it all. You I know, see, I do, and I, but, and I do think like if you are on social media and you have a social media presence and that's part of your job, like you kind of have to always, not always be available where, you know, at two in the morning you're answering DMS, but you do there, you are choosing that. Like, I mean, I, and when I say you, I mean me, a lot of us like choosing kind of that life. Right. Yeah. I, I struggle with this because I think that I, I struggle with this a lot where I, me personal social media user and Cody business social media Mm -hmm. user are, I have not created a good separation of church and state. Yeah. Um, Are you working? Like, are you trying to, or it's just, it hasn't. Absolutely. I think I struggle. I I struggle with it all the time because it's like, I know that I need to be on social media. So I'm building my own brand. I'm connecting with members and writers from Peloton and I'm, doing that as one aspect of me as I'm trying to build my own personal brand. But then the system once again gets you like that, that algorithm and that technology knows what you want to see and yep. knows what you want to get. And so I've been, I've struggled a lot with trying to, to divide that. And some of that means like, like something that I've been successful with is creating a sacred day. So like usually Sunday is like a sacred day for me. So oh. like, don't post on social media. I don't get on social media. I don't care. Like I don't care. Wow. There's, no, there's no post. That's always my. That's amazing. That So Sundays, like you will, like you don't even get the urge. Like you don't, it's just, it's not in your mind on Sundays. I'll get on it maybe once in a while, like once or twice throughout the day. But I make it, a, I make it a thing where it's like, if Sunday I want to be on social yeah. media, be on social media and like make some posts because you're having fun and it's right. about, it's about having fun and showing the fun, you know, and having like, it Not just, even, just like for me or for me, for you, but, yeah. but in these other days, like I try to have three or four days a week where it's like, okay, that's business. I need to post. I need to do this. I need to, you know, if it's a brand partnership, I need to do that. If right. it's for some Peloton, I need to do something to that. If it's something, something for my personal brand, okay, do that. That's what I'm trying to create here and also create, create times where I do it, where it's like, okay, if I know that, if I know that engagement is good, then I'm just going to get on from one to three or one to two right. and post comment and then try to get off. But it's a, it's hard. It's I, hard. I, I really want to be on social media less. Less. Is it, do you ever find it like, I mean, you have a big following on social media, obviously um, that's grown over the years. How, like, do you ever get, like, sometimes I just almost like not lose it with social media, but I, I don't, not that I don't stay in my lane, but I look to the left, I look to the right. I see what other people are doing. I get in my head. Like, do you ever have those days with social media where you just like, honestly hate it? Um, I, yes, I absolutely, I think I absolutely hate it a lot of times, yeah. <laughs> um, but I have I feel like I've successfully moved out of that brain space where I'm on there sitting there and comparing myself right. to other people. I think it's really, really poisonous. Yep. Um, because you know, be, be your damn self. Be is it, you. is do you think you've gotten out of that space of, of comparing because your following got is getting so big or is so big, or is it just over time you've like kind of had to train yourself to, I think it's a combination of both. I think that like, obviously obviously like social media is like this trial and error it's a trial and error yeah. thing so you kind of find what works for you um and what it is that works for the brand that you're kind of trying to create mm-hmm. um 
but I just kind of had an aha moment where I was like, girl, be yourself. Yeah. Stop, stop trying to find validation with, I, I guess like I, I, I tried to stop finding like validation with like low brow or like thirsty things. Like right. I, if you, if you look probably back in my, in my social media, I was probably like a year ago or two years ago, posting a lot with like shirtless pictures and trying to find that as validation. And it's like, I've kind of tried to move into something that allows me to express myself in a more creative way. Right. Like more fulfilling to you. Yeah. Or just like, like something like for me right now, what I feel like my lane is just like being silly, being Mm -hmm. funny, being stupid, like, you know, like letting and letting that be the thing that going back to fitness, like if I can, if I cannot take social media or life so seriously, I think that that, that brings more people to the table as far as like understanding that fitness and movement is not that scary and it's not that deep and it's not that serious. Right. Right. You, I mean, you have the most fun on the bike. Like when I am doing your classes, I am like cracking up. Like, can I just say that today? I think I, was it yesterday I did, it was one of your more recent like groove rides and Uh you were like, just, just like let your tits hang out today hit you in the face <laughs> I was like yes I love you <laughs> yeah I mean like we can't we get I think we're so caught up on like being so perfect right and being you know just be be silly this right. is not that deep guys it's exactly Gary it's like let's let's have a good laugh have fun us, right ourselves humans and then especially like in the things that we do like we're on a bike that goes nowhere <laughs> we're we're here shaking our tits we're right. having a good we're time. having the best time right Justin Bieber is blaring and I know every word. Right, right, exactly. No, I love it. So what, and it might go along the lines of what you were just saying. What advice would you give to your younger self? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Damn. Just, I mean, obviously love yourself a little bit more, but that comes with so much, that comes with so much time and like understanding of yourself. Yeah. Um, I definitely wish... I definitely wish I would have come out earlier. I think that would have saved me a lot of pain and a lot of uh, confusion. And I think would have set me on a, on a a path to happiness much sooner. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you're kind of just letting your, like telling yourself when you were younger, like be yourself yourself sooner, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, Okay. The last part of the podcast is like my little quick fire, rapid fire round. So really not that all the questions aren't fun, but these are like really fun and random. So first thing that comes to your head, if nothing to do with what we were just talking about and then just say it. Okay. Um, if you could have drinks or maybe it's coffee or brunch, whatever you want to do with anyone living or dead, who would it be? Oh, mm. okay. Like the cheesy part of me would say Brittany, but I don't know how, like, I don't know how involved that conversation would be. I think I would just like fangirl and like not know what to say. The <laughs> you would just time. like be dying over her. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, oh, RuPaul. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, he's an icon. I think that he has, um, I think he's, I think RuPaul has like taken his own brand and like made it into this huge massive thing and he helps other people uh, find their own success I call him gay Oprah yes and he's just like he's about love and compassion and He's funny he's awesome. and yeah. silly and he doesn't take life he doesn't take life too seriously. Right. I love it. And speaking of Brittany, when I like put on my Instagram that I was interviewing you, if anyone had any questions, one of the questions that came in was like, Can you ask him if he can help Brittany get her life together? <laughs> I was like, 
Britney has her life together. Listen, <laughs> she's had her ups and her downs. She's been perform. She has been literally performing for us for the right. past like twenty years. Let a girl be herself, and like if she wants to be a little messy and be a mom, let her be a mom. Yeah, like, let her live her life. Like, let her do her. Like you- she has done enough for us. For us, okay? right? Let her live. Let her live. Uh, if you if um if there was a movie made about your life, who would play you? Oh shit! Um, who would play me? I don't. Oh, that one's hard. I'm like not. You know what? Like my like my least favorite thing is to go to a movie. I like will fall asleep. Me too. Get... Wait, I don't go to movies. I don't go to like, the theaters. <laughs> my boyfriend has to like beg me to see movies. I'm like okay. Sure. We wait till it comes out on like Netflix or. <laughs> I always wait till it comes out on the, like, I'm like, I'll watch it on the airplane. Like, I know that's yeah. when I'll be in this little seat and I'll be like, okay, I'll watch a three quarters of it and then I'll fall asleep. And then you'll fall asleep. Well, is there anyone that like people, like, what do they call them? Doppelgangers? Like anyone thinks you look like or your aura, your energy, like that could be a good fit if there was a movie about you? Um, I know people have like probably said something, but I have no idea. It's okay. It's okay. You know what? Some people don't answer this question. this question. Well, okay. How about this? Do you have a celebrity crush? Um, oh, or like I call them hall passes, like you know. Yes, I love a hall. I love a hall. I pass. love a hall pass. Uh, oh, Ricky Martin. Okay. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. So would he like that? Would also be like if you. I, I mean, I assume you've had, or I would imagine Honestly, you've had. Like, I I'm ready to. I said this in a class. Like I'm ready to give it all up and just be um a house dad for Ricky Martin and his kids. Like yes. I will stay at home and take care of the kids and like he can go out and make the money and I'll just I'm yeah good. Like, it sounds perfect so yeah. would that be your star so like I'm sure you've met you know quote famous people or they've been in your classes but would Ricky Martin you would be like starstruck if you saw him I don't know if I'd be starstruck but I'd definitely be like yeah I mean like I don't know if so starstruck but I'm like taken aback yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. My whole past change, you know, like it's funny, like depending on like where I am, I mean, I'm, I'm married for five years now, but depending on where I am in life, like my hall pass changes and my husband knows I have a hall pass. And like, if I meet that person, like, sorry, <laughs> who is your? it's, this is so embarrassing. Well, you know, do do blah, blah, blah. have you ever seen pitch perfect? I guess everyone has, right? Um, I have, but like, I haven't seen it. In okay. So anyway, long. well, a while ago was the main guy in that Skylar Aston, but now this is so bad. Do you follow, or do you know of barstool sports? Barstool, barstool sports. sports. They're like a media. Look it up right now. Yeah. Look it up. Barstool sports. So I'm not into sports at all. I don't know the first fucking thing about any type of sport in, but it's not all sports. They also do like pop culture. It's like a media empire. The owner of the company, Dave Portnoy, he would be my hall pass. So. Okay. So if okay. we meet him, he's, you know, just, there we go. So now that we've covered that, um, what is, <laughs> he lives in New York. What is your favorite thing and least favorite thing about living in New York? My, my most favorite thing is that you, what I love about New York is that you just, when you walk out the door every day, there's an energy that like, is like, go get it, bitch, go yeah. get it. Like slay it. Like yes. there's just energy that's like you walk out and it's something about conquering the world. Um, what I don't like about New York is that time goes by so quickly. Mm -hmm. You never have time to kind of like chill out unless you make it. Yep. Um, it's really hard to find that time to do nothing or, or take care of yourself. It's a real challenge. Yeah. 
even self-care becomes a a check on the to-do list. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. And you have to make sure to do that. (laughs) But I know that if I lived anywhere else at this point in my life, I would be so bored. Right, right. right. Like you love it. But I always had like, I mean, I just moved back from New York or not back, but I just moved from New York. And it's like, for me, it's a love hate relationship. Like there are days where the city drives me crazy. And then days I, it's the greatest thing on earth. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of why I live in Brooklyn because I need, even if it, even though the commute, even though the train ride is like so annoying, like a 40 minute commute, I like getting off the train and like feeling like I have a home and a little bit of, a little bit of, I don't want to say super quiet, but it's just a little bit, a little more. more. Right. So if you had that more, like you say, like extra more time in a day, like if you had one extra hour in a day, how would you use it? Oh, I would, I would probably meditate more Mm -hmm. because that really brings a lot of clarity to myself, to myself, or I would cook more because Mm. I love to cook. And then sometimes I just don't, I literally don't have the energy or like care to, but when I have the time to like, really like put on a, put on, I love to like put on a podcast, like some house house music or, or, or Whitney or Brittany and just like cook and enjoy it and cook. I love to cook for someone like yeah. friend, boyfriend, whatever. I love to cook for other people. Oh, I love that. Um, if there was an airplane outside of wherever you are right now, where would you have it take you? Right now? Yes, right now. Ooh, okay. So my I my goal this year are three places. I mm-hmm. want to go to South Africa, Cape Town. Amazing. I want to go to Tokyo, Japan. Mm. And I want to go, um, I want to go hiking in the Italian Dolomites. Oh, wow. So you would go either, either three of those places if, if yes, yeah. that's my goal for 2020, as far as like places that I want to see, they're all places that I have never that's been. Awesome. They're all like, I feel like they would be new experiences for me. Yeah. I love that. And if you could only bring three things, not people or pets, but things, what would the three things be? Three things on those trips. Yeah. I guess it kind of depends because they're all different places, but if you were yeah. just going somewhere today, let's say, we're going to, let's say we're going to Cape town. Yes. Um, if I, if I had to bring three, I would definitely bring a speedo. Duh. Yeah, duh. A cute, a very cute one. Better be very, cute. Very cute one. Um, I would leave my phone. Yeah. Um, you know what? I've been trying to read this damn book, uh, Return to Love by Marianne Williamson for like months and I can barely get it. I can't, I just like have not had the willpower to read it. So I'm bringing her so I can get that off my chest. Yeah. Bring that book. Even if it's good or bad, that's, that is no promotion of that book. Right. No idea if it's good or bad friends. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, He's just going to bring it. Oh, idea. (sighs) What else? Someone once said they would bring a charcuterie board. I mean, someone said, (laughs) beers well i hope to be eating there yeah um, people have said face wash oh wow things are so where what do i <laughs> i guess like my potions in the morning like yeah my bag of potions just because like it makes me feel like it makes i feel like it makes me feel healthy health yeah okay love it love it love it and what motto or quote do you try to live by daily I feel like I might know this because if it's if you say it in your class but what would it be uh it's not that deep boo I was gonna say it's get your life together that that's on that's on my like hustle days okay 
but I think that when you when you figure out it's it's not that deep, like you don't take you don't let fear consume you. You don't let uh, you live a little bit more freely. Yeah. And and authentically. I love it. I love it. Okay. Now to wrap, almost wrap up. What are you most proud of from 2019? You're my final, by the way, final interview podcast of the year. I have a solo one coming up, but you're the final one. So what are you most proud of from this year? What am I most proud of this year? It's a little deep. Um, So I'm, I recently, about two months ago, moved my mom up from North Carolina to New Jersey so that she could be closer to me. Um, She definitely has some some health problems. So Uh I'm a little I'm a little nervous about that. But Uh it's really to take care of her and to um, carve out more time with her, hopefully quality time. Oh, that's with nice. Her. That's so nice. You moved her up there. That's great. Yeah, oh. and I, you know, it's, it, I'm very, I'm, I'm happy and proud that I have the yeah privilege to provide for her in in a in that way. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Okay, well, now before we fully wrap up, tell everyone where they can follow you. Although I'm sure most of them know, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at Cody Rigsby. Amazing. I- I think I have the same same handle on Twitter, but I, I rarely use Twitter. I mean, like, I'm on Twitter. Right. L- looking. But I'm always, like, a lurker a on Twitter. A lurker. I don't, like, feel actively engaged. Yeah, I get, I like, I get a lot of my news from Twitter. Like, I get, yeah. but I'm not, I don't post. Okay, so, at Cody Rigsby, if you're not following him. Thank you so much, Cody. This was so fun. I'm so glad you had a good time. I had a, an amazing time. Thanks for chatting. Thanks of for having course. me on. Thank you. And I'll, um, I'm going to probably see you on the bike tomorrow. You know, I'm going to be All doing right. my thing in Florida. Thank you, Cody. I'll talk to you soon. So much. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And there you have it. Thank you so much, Cody, for being on the last interview episode of hashtag no filter of 2019. There's still one more episode coming, but that was the final one. Uh, Uh, That was an interview. That was the final interview of the year. And I think we ended it on the perfect note. Cody is amazing. So everyone go follow Cody at Cody Rigsby. You can always follow me at by Julie Lauren on every social media channel. And I will talk to you very soon. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.